Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee today. Hey, uh, we thank you all for staying with us and uh, you all who are going out and supporting this economy, headed home from work. Just sit back and enjoy the ride. And, uh, hey, we have a fantastic guest uh, lined up for you that I've already told you about. Uh, We have none other than Matt Margolis, and uh, he's co-author of the best-selling book, The Worst President in History, The Legacy of Barack Obama. And, uh, hey, we uh, really, really appreciate you joining us, Matt. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. Hey, it's a, it's really the pleasure and the honor is all ours. I mean, I've been on this from day one. My <laughs> and look for me to to be a guy with brown skin just like Obama, and from the beginning told people, "Hey, do not vote for this guy." Man, I got disowned by everyone, family, <laughs> friends. <laughs> I mean, we had a, a, a high school reunion that uh, I mean that the 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 ugliness that I have received. It's and look, we're seeing it now. Kanye West, uh, we've seen it with um, um, uh, Justice Clarence Thomas, which was relived when uh, Kavanaugh went through what he went through. And people are trying to say that Trump has a bad attitude. But let's just start off with the attitude of Barack Obama five days before he was inaugurated. Do you recall what he said? Uh, actually, at the moment, I can't. So uh, he, you this is what he said. We are five days away from fundamentally transforming. We are five days away from <laughs> fundamentally transforming the United States of America. <laughs> I'm sorry to throw that one on you, Matt. <laughs> I just assumed that everybody had heard that. <laughs> oh, I, I definitely had heard it, but I forgot when he said it. But I can tell you one thing: he definitely succeeded in transforming America, and not for the not for the better. I can tell you that. And anyone yes. who reads my book uh, will know that for sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, thank you so much for writing this book. And and you know, it uh, it takes a lot of courage uh, sometimes to say these things. I mean, you just you get disinvited from everything, you get kicked out of everything, you get talked about. Uh, you know, now me, you can call me anything except late for dinner, okay? <laughs> but uh, now let's let's go through uh, number one of the first things I'd like you to discuss. And again, because so much of this is aimed at Trump, you have written in your book about the bully tactics of Barack Obama. We just saw yesterday Eric Holder said to kick them you know, to kick the Republicans, okay? We've heard uh, Hillary Clinton call us deplorable and not only deplorable, but irredeemable. And we've heard Barack Obama say that we are bitter people that cling to our guns and our God. And so, you know, go share with the audience uh, many of the bully tactics of Barack Obama. Well, you know, I think uh, one thing that's very clear when you look at the way Obama handled the government was that he had a very antagonistic view towards conservatives. He was not the uniter that he claimed he was going to be. I mean, this guy used the power of the federal government to target conservatives. I mean, we, we can remember the IRS scandal. Yes. Uh, we can remember Operation Choke Point, where he was targeting uh, uh, gun sellers, uh, the firearms industry. Uh, I mean, all these kinds of things. And then, of course, you know, you know, high profile conservatives found themselves targeted by the by his administration. You know, Dinesh D'Souza, 
Yeah, put the man in jail for something that for a crime that most people would just get fined over. Yeah. Now tell the audience what, because a lot of people may not know what Operation Choke Point is, how they use the banking industry to uh, to to pressure people. I mean, well, basically what happened was is uh, the Obama administration uh, decided there were there certain industries they didn't like, and uh, they basically pressured banks and, and you know, money lenders to, uh, you know, they, they couldn't uh, lend money to various businesses or, or even hold accounts for various businesses that they didn't like. And if, and if they did, that they would, uh, you know, they would revoke their, you know, their FDIC, uh, you know, credentials, all that mm-hmm. stuff. And, and so gun owners were... were disproportionately targeted uh, by Operation Choke Point, uh, where they, were, they weren't able to, to run their businesses anymore because they didn't have access to, to their right. accounts and, and all that. And, uh, you know, thankfully, uh, the, uh, the, the Trump administration put a stop to it. Mm-hmm. And see, and in, in, in the previous hour, I was just talking about the book of Revelation, God's own holy word, where it's written that unless you receive the mark of the beast in your forehead and your hand, i.e. thoughts and actions, you would not be able to participate in the economy. And people think that it's like a tattoo you're going to get because they saw that in a movie. I don't. I I, I believe it. <laughs> yeah, but but that that's like the really real deal on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now with um, what some other bully tactics that Obama, it, you know, share with the audience some of the personal uh, things that he said in speeches that, and, and again, people seem to want to say that somehow because Trump is blunt and he doesn't take this stuff and Trump is a counterpuncher. He never, ever starts any of this stuff. But Barack Obama actually started a lot of this with talked about punching and don't bring a knife to a gunfight, bring a gun. I mean, share some of the real ugly things that some of the ugly spirits that this man as president of the United States unleashed over society. Uh, I mean, there's so many things that he's done that, uh, you know, it's kind of, kind of hard to, to like mention them all, but, you know, I, I mean, we can remember, uh, like the, the sequester and the, and the shutdown where, you know, I mean, people were basically told by the Obama administration to, to make this as painful as possible. And, and who is he punishing by doing that? The yes. American people. Yes. Uh, I mean, I mean, it was just, it was probably the most vindictive presidencies in our history. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think that there's any way around that assessment. Yeah, my wife and I were in Washington when one of those uh, so-called shutdowns occurred. Now, Social Security checks went out. Workers got paid. It really was no government shutdown. It was a phony shutdown. But one of the things they did, man, right along the Potomac River, there's a, there's a little park. It's not much of a park. You know, pretty little place where you can sit on a bench and watch the water go by. And they they had to pay someone to come there to set barriers up so you couldn't use this little itty-bitty park. And, and, and they had a sign made that due to the government shutdown. And they, I think they did the same thing to <laughs> World War II veterans that wanted to come to visit a war memorial. And the right. veterans I, ripped the thing down and went in anyway. Absolutely, and, and, and they should have. I mean, there was no reason for that. I mean, Barack Obama you know, certainly was no friend of veterans. 
and uh, or, or the American people the way the way he acts. And I mean, I mean, I mean, look at what he did to uh, you know religious Americans. I mean, various oh, things that yes. he, that he did. Uh, you know, I mean, Obamacare alone, you know, uh, the, the contraception mandate and, you know, taxpayer-funded abortions, all this stuff that, uh, you know, quite frankly, the fact that, you know, his agenda was too important to carve out exceptions for, for you know, for, for religious groups was appalling. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's very un-American. And uh, it's, it's sad that it took, uh, you know, Donald Trump to, to, to start fixing these problems because, uh, it, it should it should not have happened. There there are religious groups that were that are trying to do good things, you know, around the world that found themselves unable to do what they wanted to do for the better of of the the less fortunate. Yeah, the little sisters of the poor. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, talk about a bully. I mean, that's classic. And uh, and listen, folks, if you're just joining us, we have met Margolis and we're discussing his book, The Worst President in History, The Legacy of Barack Obama. Now, Matt, we're right up against a break. Now, would you mind holding on a moment so we can finish this on the other side? Sure thing. Okay, great. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. The Lee Brothers, showing off the First Amendment and using the Second only when necessary. Back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. My fantastic guest is Matt Margolis. He's written a great book, The Worst President in History, The Legacy of Barack Obama. And uh, thank you for staying over. And, uh, you know, we were just talking um, uh, prior to the break about, uh, you know, some of the bullying and some of the personal mendacity that uh, President Obama had as far as, you know, telling people to punch their opponents and to get into their faces. Uh, but now what about uh, foreign policy? And, you know, we, we, we have soldiers that, um, you know, put their lives on the line. And then you have this guy sends $1.8 billion to the number one sponsor of terror on the planet. Yeah, I was. That's uh, that's really insulting if you ask me. I mean, someone who, you know, I I think what separates Obama from from most other presidents is that you weren't really sure whose side he was on. I mean, oh, I'm sure, <laughs> <laughs> and it ain't ours. <laughs> We're sure uh, that, that, that's definitely true. But I think a lot of there's too many people in this country that thought that he was acting in America's best interest. I mean, who? Uh, I mean, yeah, he's a smooth man, talker. The, I mean. The, Iran, the number one world state sponsor of terrorism, he, he gives them billions of dollars, pays them uh, ransom money uh, that, yeah. that, that, the, that they knew. Yeah. yeah. As Secretary of State said, we know they're probably going to use this money to fund terrorism, but, you know, what can you do? And, uh, look, I mean, and Trump gets uh, hostages back and doesn't pay a dime. Obama has to, you know, send all this money. I mean, and then look at that. Um, the, uh, the 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 Muslim soldier that deserted his post and got several of his soldiers killed while they looked for him, and Obama fawned all over this guy. Right, and, and, and then you compare that to what, what uh, Trump has been doing with North Korea, trying to get uh, trying to denuclearize uh, North North Korea. All of a sudden, all these people are saying, "Oh, we can trust Iran. Don't want to trust North Korea." Now, I'm not saying we should trust North Korea, you know, blanketly, but. At the same time, you know, we should we should recognize that Trump is doing something that that yeah. other presidents have a lack of consistency do. in and, the critique. Right, 
Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, another big thing uh, with another comparison with Obama and Trump is uh, the Russia connection. Okay. Now you have uh, accusation of Russia collusion against Trump, but you have Barack Obama on a a hot microphone. He thought he was speaking privately to to Medvedev and, you know, share that with the audience. Well, you know, we all we all remember the, the hot mic uh, that happened there, and you know Obama said that you know he would have more flexibility after his election to basically do whatever uh, was good for Russia, but not for America. Yeah. Uh, but you know this this goes this kind of attitude goes back from the beginning, where you know it was the policy of the Obama administration to reset relations with 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 Russia. Yeah. And so we we constantly saw them doing things that you know most other people who have a brain would know was not a good idea, like. Their uranium one deal should not have happened. Republicans oh. are saying, "Don't do this," and they did it anyway. And why did they do that? Because uh, of Hillary Clinton uh, getting a, getting a nice donation to the Clinton Foundation. Uh, One hundred and forty you know, million. Exactly. So, one hundred and did you hear that audience? One hundred and forty million dollars. So money changes hands, and what one fifth of our uranium capacity changes hands? Twenty yep. percent. Yeah, but but you know Trump is the one that's the puppet. Yeah, so, somehow. I mean, I, I mean and, and look, <laughs> and on. tell the audience Obama's exact words to Medvedev. He said, "Tell Vladimir." He didn't yep. just say, "I'll have more flexibility." He said, "Tell Vladimir, I can't do anything right now, but that I'll have more flexibility uh, after the uh, after my next election." And and uh, Medvedev says. I'll transmit that to Vladimir. Yep. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> man, you you couldn't make this stuff up if we were writing a novel. No, you couldn't. I mean, it's 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 really uh, the unfortunate state of politics now, where people just want to believe wh- whoever is on their team. But we we really need to take an objective look at the facts because the problem with the Obama presidency is that so many people had this emotional investment in him that they wanted him to be successful from the very beginning. That's why he got yes. the Nobel Peace Prize for doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah. I think he was president for, what, 100 days when he got nominated for the Peace Prize? I think it was even less. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was pretty ridiculous, and yet, uh, you know, he gets a Nobel Peace Prize for doing nothing, and then uh, the same people scoff at uh, Trump for, for people suggesting that, you know, that he deserves one for what he's doing with North Korea. I mean, let's, uh, let's try and... Uh, bring everyone back to reality here and recognize, you know, actual efforts to, to achieve uh, peace uh, versus, you know, Obama's giving a good speech reading off of a teleprompter. Right, right. Now, final question to you. Now, how do we share with people, uh, because under Trump, the economy has taken off, and Obama was saying, well, well, what, he's going to wave a magic wand? These jobs are never going to come back. And and now that the jobs are coming back and the economy is 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 booming, Obama wants to take credit. So, is it possible <laughs> that pocketbook issues could help people to see the truth of this man? You know, I think uh, people uh, will realize that uh, as much as Obama is going to try to take credit for for the current boom, we saw uh, a tremendous shift that happened after Trump was elected. You know, the economy was hobbling along on, under. Under Obama, I mean, we had uh, basically uh, stagnant wages, uh, GDP growth was just not going anywhere, and all of a sudden things changed. And it wasn't because Barack Obama suddenly flipped the switch. 
It was because the, Amer- uh, the American people flipped the switch and said, we want Donald Trump uh, mm-hmm. to, to fix things. Yeah, confidence. Yeah, well, listen, it's been great having you. And, uh, and again, uh, tell the folks how folks can uh, get in touch with you and get your book. Uh, the best way to get my book is to go on Amazon.com and just look for The Worst President in History, The Legacy of Barack Obama, as well as my other book, The Scandalous Presidency of Barack Obama. Okay. Well, look, we really appreciate you writing this book and sharing with our audience. Thank you very much. Okay. God bless. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back with your phone calls, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. 